When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know, myself personally, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday and, and just feel that energy. I already feel it, you know, within the Twin Cities. You know, we gave, gave the guys a little bit of time off this weekend, and, and you don't have to be out and about long to know that people are excited about this team and excited about, obviously, this game to start it all off. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm a big routine guy, and with the extra time, that's great. But um, I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to lock in on what every week's going to be like for me, not only in this role, but as the play caller and, and making sure I'm at my best for the group. Let's go, let's get it. But we're back at full strength. Got like the, the executive producer back. Nice hat. With who? Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell's hat. Oh, the black Vikings hat with the logo. None of this crap we're that Zimmer used to strength. wear. Like that hat, Kevin O'Connell. Sometimes Judd makes observations on the show and on Maggie and Judd that make sense in your head, but not us. And people so who saw the hat, sometimes. people who saw the hat, know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Zim used to wear some of the, they. They forced him to wear those crappy hats with such some goofy designs. No, that's not good. Do you have Do you have to wear a hat that the NFL tells you to each yeah. week? Is that how this works? The league dictates what you wear. Yeah, I think like so. this is the hat for the you week, and this yeah. is. Yeah, in fact, who who was the coach? Uh, there was a coach who was talking about that. Who I forget who it was. He said that he he like had a hat he liked, and the league's like you can't wear that hat. I like the Rob Lowe just NFL hat. Just the, God, that's the, hilarious. The, the meme that's been around for like two years now. <laughs> the just shield football. That's you a know? great hat. <laughs> just NFL just loves the shield. Well, who was it? Was it? Uh, they, this must be a fairly recent. The hat thing must be fairly recent because it wasn't it like ten or fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Todd Haley used to wear just like a sweated out crusted hat. When he was a coordinator and a coach, right? he would just wear the same grimy hat. I'm pretty sure. Maybe he would just take the fine. So this is my That's hat. Very possible. I'm going to wear this every week. Very mm-hmm. possible. Anyhow, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die at some point. And the show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Uh, also, remember, and, and maybe some of you might be new in the last like eight or nine months to Purple Daily here, but starting on Sunday, regular season Vikings vent line fires up. It is the most fan friendly, interactive post game show on the planet. And um, if you haven't already checked this out, it's we, we literally turn the show over to you guys, the fans, and uh, we are just sort of the straw that stirs the drink. 
And this show is exclusive to the Purple Daily YouTube channel. For years and years, going back 10 years, it used to be a post-game radio call-in show. It is now a YouTube show right after every Vikings game ends. And um, and we're fired up to bring you guys into the show with us. Also make note, vikingsventline at gmail.com is where you put your requests in to get on the show. So subscribe to the Purple Daily YouTube channel if you haven't already so that you can be part of uh, the best post-game show, the most interactive, fan-friendly post-game show on the planet. Are you guys ready to pick the Vikings' wins and losses for the final time before the regular season starts? Yes. To go on the record one last time. Oh, so we got Wednesdays. Write that down for both uh, general sports and football. And now you're asking me again to put my untarnished reputation on the line right now. You've been pretty good because you pretty much always pick like a 500 record for the Vikings, and that's kind of what they always are. So <laughs> I don't easiest, know if you're doing if you're just doing it because it's, it's low hanging fruit. Around. No, 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 no. I got my last time, and now I've got my this time. I'm ready to go. It's a it's a franchise that's a gravitational pull toward 500 with a quarterback that's a gravitational pull toward 500. Uh, I think the Vikings average exactly eight and a half wins in the Wilf era going back to 2005. Okay. So can can Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo break these chains of 500 mediocrity in 2022? I'm just going to I'm going to go through the schedule here all throughout the games. Let's keep track of our own wins and losses and then we'll uh, we'll see where we fall at the very end of this thing. Let's do this. Starting in week one. Home against the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. I just need a win or a loss and any sort of uh, elaboration you would like to give. I've got all the time in the world here. I've actually got a win here, um, which is consistent with the last time that we did this. I think the Vikings come out of the gate at home hot. They are fresh, healthy, and happy. This, to me, strikes me as as an initial oomph for the KOC regime a win all right yeah it's a win for me too i I think the vikings get off strong i I like starting the season against a rival i know some people are like they like to build up to the packers game you know last year it was like mid-november uh two years ago they opened obviously against the packers in the pandemic season with no fans i like that they start with uh with a win here and i think honestly the packers offense might take a little bit up to speed alan lazard might not even play so like they're Best receiver, quote unquote, might not even be active. I think it's going to be a while for that Packers offense to kind of get wake up and get comfortable. So I think it's a win at home. Want to know? So all off season, I have had them starting zero two in my mind, but mm-hmm. it feels like every step of the way, Green Bay just feels less impressive, and the Viking the Vikings feel a little bit more buttoned up. And now that they're depleted wide receiving, and by the way, they got smoked in the opener last year. Wasn't that the Saints that beat them like? Like yes. 30 points or something. Yes, James, yes. So yeah. e- even with Devontae Adams last year, the Packers were slow coming out of the gate because, you know, Rodgers kind of spends his whole offseason disconnecting from football and connecting with the earth or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, I am switching from a loss in the first week. I agree with you guys. I think they beat the Packers. Kevin O'Connell picks up. And the Vikings will be above 500 wow. for the first time in nearly 1,000 days if that happens. So, all right, win, win, win across the board for us. Look at that positivity. Week two, Monday night, extra day to prepare at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going loss. Uh, um, so I'm going to also, with this game, remain consistent from my previous prediction. Tough place to go play. Philadelphia, I don't think they're great. I think they're going to be good. They, they were, I think, somewhat of a surprise playoff team last year. Um 
This strikes me as just a difficult game that the Vikings don't win. It's not it's not like a big loss. It's probably close, but uh, I don't think I can get this to a win. So one and one after two games for me. I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but I think the book's now out on him now that he's been a starter for a full season, essentially. And even though he's still a crafty uh, running uh, quarterback who can run a lot, really run really well, I think uh, Ed Donatel and Kevin O'Connell have a nice system to shut him down. He won't be as elusive. You know, these running quarterbacks used to give Zimmer fits, even when the Vikings defense was in its heyday. I think Jalen Hurts, although I'm bullish on him, I don't think he'll be as effective early on. Uh, I actually have the Vikings winning. I've I've them going to Philadelphia and getting a wow. rare win. They're two and zero in my schedule pick. Uh, there's a lot of forces going against the Vikings here. It's a road game, very difficult environment. It's mm-hmm. a mobile quarterback. It's Monday night football off of a big win. If if the first week plays out the way that we think, so I think I think uh, it's a loss, but an unapologetic loss. Like you don't you don't have to feel bad about this loss. So I've got them. I got them losing in Philadelphia home against Detroit week three. Win for me. Win. It's it's a, it's a win, but I think it's I think this. I mean, Detroit was competitive last year yep. more than their record indicated. Are they going to con- take another step forward with Dan Campbell getting everyone Dan together? Campbell. I don't think these. I mean, these weren't walkover games last year for the Vikings, so they probably won't be this year. But I also have it as a win. And then the Vikings in Week Four travel across the pond to play <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. And now you can consider the Minnesota Vikings a hot team because I don't love the Saints. The fact that this game is not at the Superdome, to me, is an enormous break. I would far uh, prefer to take the extra-long flight to avoid playing in that dome. I have this as a win as well for the Vikings. So at this point in my schedule, 3-1. and one. Man, the Vikings are red hot. They are 4-0. To start my, I'm trying to find the binoculars here. <laughs> I don't see losses on this schedule yet. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's four zero for the Vikings. Yeah, I, th- not having to play in the Superdome is big. Um, Jameis Winston's still kind of a wild card. Like I could see the Saints being a disaster this year, and I could if Jameis bounces back, maybe they're actually still salvageable. Uh, but I think the fact that this game's in London, not in New Orleans, it's a it's a win for the Vikings. So four zero. Through four weeks. You know, I feel like everyone kind of thinks, you know, now that we're past Sean Payton and Drew Brees by a couple of years, that the Saints are just, the Saints actually have a really good roster. And that division has a lot of question marks in it. So I, I think the Saints are going to compete for a playoff spot. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Saints. There's a, there's a couple of analytics websites like fo- Football Outsiders. Sleep. You, you're sleeping on them? I'm okay. sleeping on them. Football Outsiders has them winning the division with all of their analytics that they put into the equation. So I think this is a hard-fought game. Um, I I am I disagree with Declan. I don't think that the Vikings are going to just smooth sail in the first month with Kevin O'Connell. So I think they lose to the Saints in this game. Declan's young. Declan's young. He's drinking the Kool Aid. I'm refreshed. It's not surprising. Played 27 yeah, holes. Yeah, you, you're coming off a of long I got break. The, got like, the dock out of the water yesterday. I'm ready to go. Dock out of the water. That sounds bonding experience. No, not for me. That brings us to a Chicago Bears home game for the Vikings. It's a, instead of a buy, they get the Bears at yeah. home, which is kind of like a buy, I guess. It's, a, it's perfect, right? The Bears want to lose. Like, as far as I can <laughs> deduct, the Bears are actively. And you know what? Credit. Full credit. You're trying to get a draft pick. Uh, so I, I have the Vikings. I think if you cruise in one of these first five games or so, you should cruise at home, despite the fact that the Bears traditionally uh, have given you problems in the past. Uh, Vikings win. They are 4-1, and one, and everyone is now drinking purple Kool-Aid. Wow. 
So I, I know how this goes with, with Vikings teams. Uh, when you get off to a hot start and then you think you got the lowly Bears coming in, it's just another easy win for the Vikings. I actually had the Vikings dropping this game. Mm. So they, they, they start mm. hot. They start hot. And then they get a little too assured of themselves here. And the Bears come in and shock them and punch them in the face, a little piece of humble pie. And the Vikings lose what should be a easy win at home to the Bears. There's always one or two games at home Who punches that them, they Dex? should. I, Who from the Bears is going to punch them? They might beat themselves. Okay. They could beat themselves. All right. All right. Okay. I yeah. could see it happening. So actually, I'm, my first loss will be a surprise when it'll be Bears at home. All right. Well, I don't know what Declan's drinking on this episode, but know. I'm drinking the same thing. Oh, nice. I think they lose to the Bears coming back from... The, there's a reason why most of these London games historically have buys attached to them yep. so that you can come back, get used to the travel, the, you know, everything. This is going to be a game that everyone marks down as a win for the most part. But just think about all the conditions here. You know, it's First of all, it's the first month. I think the first month could be rocky. You're, even Kirk Cousins was on the record sometime in the last week saying, I would have preferred to get some work in in the preseason. I understand why we're doing it to avoid injuries, etc., but it just kind of feels like there's going to be some some hurdles to jump over for this new coaching staff and roster, and travel is going to be one of them here. So I have them losing, falling to two and three at Miami in week six, the week before their bye. This is a loss. This is a loss. In fact, I think this is the game uh, going to play the Dolphins down there. This is the game where the trip to London, in my opinion, catches up to them. I think the Bears game, the Bears, I mean, the Bears literally don't care. And the thing, too, is they'll come back. They're on a high. The players care. Yeah, but it's... The coaching staff right, but, cares. But they've assembled a team that probably couldn't win. Justin Fields cares. Well, he does care, but his team stinks. So, anyway, I think that this is the game in the heat where you know those damn Dolphins are going to force the Vikings to wear their purple jerseys just so the heat catches them more and more and more. I think this game catches up. Uh, it, as far as the extensive travel that they're going to have done two weeks earlier to London, Vikings lose. They're now 4-2. and two. So I have no idea if the Dolphins are going to be any good or not. I actually really like Mike McDaniel as a dude, and I think he's, he's, a, he's an incredible guy. He's just, like, very philosophical. I have no idea if he has the chops to be an NFL football coach. I, I, I think he's, he's actually, like, super smart, but he might yeah. be completely in over his head running a football team. Um, I think he gets more out of Tua. I think Tua Tagovailoa does take a, a, a step forward. Um, I actually have this as a loss too, and I can make a case that the Vikings being four and two at the bye is very plausible. How they get to be four and two is obviously up in the air since all of us kind of have different schedules going on a little bit right here. But I had them losing a the game in Miami. It's four and two going into the bye. Yeah, this is a character win for me. Character they go on win. the road. Okay, they 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 lose the trap game, the travel trap game against Chicago. They bounce back after a couple losses, and they know they got the bye week. KOC gets them focused for a road game, and it's a character win to salvage a 3-3 three and three record going into the bye, which brings us to a Week 7 bye and then a home game against the Arizona Cardinals in Week 8. So I think that with, with the changes uh, in coaching staff and with where this roster is at, I think that this team is going to be very good at home. I think the Vikings are going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Fa- I think the fans grew. Uh, you know, the fans and players both grew tired of Mike. Um, I think that there is going to be a certain amount of just flat out rejuvenation with this team in home games. Uh, the Cardinals, I don't love. I think the Car- I think the Cardinals might be bad. I can't decide. But just based. Tough division. 
on the fact that I think that the Vikings are going to be successful at U.S. Bank Stadium. This is a win. They're now 5-2. and two. So if Real you, quick, to jump yeah. in on the schedule, the, the, the home schedule is very, very, I wouldn't say like weak because it is the NFL, but I mean, they're going to be favored in a lot of home games. So I think your your home game uh, radar is is correct here. I, I believe the the Packers are still favored at like one and a half. But if that line keeps moving and injuries keep piling up for the Packers, I wouldn't be shocked at all if by the time we get to like Friday, Saturday, that that could just be a push. Like uh, right now, the Packers are still favored, but it might be tracking that the Vikings could be that favored by the time kickoff rolls around. That's it wouldn't right. shock mm-hmm. me either. Um, so right now, the Vikings would have gone almost a whole month without a win in my schedule if you include the bye. So week four at London was was their last win. And Kevin mm. O'Connell talked about how his Rams went a month last season without a win and then still were Super Bowl champions. So with wow. the bye, I think that the same kind of history rewrites itself a little bit to a degree. They go a month without a win, and they get right against the Cardinals on October 30th in week eight. This is a win for me as well. We all agree on this one. You, so you get an extra week to prepare. You rest up from the weird sort of first month and a half of the season. And Arizona just feels like a house of cards. There's tension. There's tension between the quarterback and the organization. They're like trying to incentivize him to study film. They're having they were having him call plays during preseason games. It just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just it feels like they kind of blew their chance last year. And Cliff Kingsbury, we're not quite to the part of the schedule where Cliff Kingsbury, even going back to college, has his teams melt down. That's more like second half of November into December. But I think the Vikings win this game. One of the more intriguing games on the schedule is Week 9. Kirk Cousins returning to Washington for a road game against the Commanders. So I think the question is this. Is this, uh, you like that game from Kirk in which he he shoves it down their throats, or is this a a Kirk game in which he sort of zones out by trying to do too much and struggles because he's trying to show uh, the Commanders that they made a mistake? Because it's a road game, I'm going to go with the latter, this is a loss. I don't think that it's like, I don't think that they get blown out. I don't think it's a terrible game, but I could definitely see Kirk trying to do too much here. And and Carson Wentz is so weird. Like he'll be good some weeks and then he'll come back and, and be terrible. But I'm going to go with Washington wins this game and the Vikings then fall to five and three. I do not buy Carson Wentz stock for any reason. I think the Vikings go into Washington and get a win. I think this is an, a road win for the Vikings. I think, yes, we might get a you-like-that kind of moment. That I would actually prefer that. I think it'd be awesome for Kirk to go in there and get that type of mojo win. So, so win for me. The Vikings are 6-2 and two heading into Week 10. Yeah, this is, this is one of those where if Mike Zimmer was the coach and Kirk Cousins felt like he was on an island going into this game, I think it would be a problem. Yep. Based on the partnership, I think he and Kevin O'Connell will have, both going back to Washington because that's where they were, they, they were together last time they were. Uh, you know, coach and and player. I think they find a way to beat a, a decidedly mediocre Washington team and a quarterback that you should be able to, if Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter are healthy, yeah. pressure into making a couple game changing mistakes. Uh, so we're at the the halfway point here. We're eight games in to our uh, to our schedule. I've got them five and three. Declan, I think you have them six and two. Yes. Or do you have them five and three? Yes. Six and two. Six and two. And Judd, you have them also. At five and three. Yes. And before we get into the second half of the schedule, let's welcome a brand new partner to the Purple Daily podcast here. Our new friends at Hail Ace. Tell them about Hail Ace, Dex. Hail Ace Debt Repair. 
in South St. Paul. Our guy Adam there, who's a big Vikings fan. Uh, this, this is a small business, so unlike big body shops and companies, there's little overhead to provide more savings and perks. So if you've got some hail damage there, it has, they have over 16 years of experience they can help you remove with that hail damage. And uh, it's zero cost to you. They will save they'll save your deductible and provide rental cards too for rental reimbursements. They work with the insurance company. There's nothing there was a lot of hail I know this spring. I know um my girlfriend's mom's car got absolutely dented with hail. There was a lot of bad hail that happened. So if you want to get these dents out, go check out our friends at Hail Ace Dent Repair. And by the way, all customers that bring in their vehicle for repairs in the month of September and October will be entered in a drawing to pair for a pair of late season Vikings tickets as well. So mm. get your car fixed, maybe uh, get a little entry to for some Vikings games. Hail Ace Debt Repair in South St. Paul. Uh, and also, hey, prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. So it's very easy. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. And you can also mix and match sports because prize picks offers every major sport. Obviously, NFL is firing up here. we got college football back in the mix. you got uh, Twins games down the stretch here looking to to win a division, so you can you can sort of plug from different sports over the weekend if you want to, and run mixed sport entries like take the over on Cousins for yardage, and take the over on uh, I don't know if you think Aaron Judge is going to hit more bombs against the Twins or something, right? Use the promo code North, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. So check out the Prize Picks app or the website PrizePicks.com. Promo code North. And uh, we should also cheers to the football season, which is we've grinded through eight months of off season. It was a wildly fun, entertaining off season for a million reasons. But cheers to Week One, Judd. Yeah, that, that's right. And of course, when you go to games this season, you got your beer choices right, but you really only got one, and that is the Before I Die beer from our friends at Surly, a delicious beer with an awesome can that just really says what we all think, which is before we die. And the clock is ticking on me. You know, let's be frank about it. We you want, almost died two weeks I, ago. I did. And <laughs> yes, I did. And I told Dex when I turned 50, no guarantees of 60. So anyway, the point being is Surly is addressing the concerns we all have, which is when are the Vikings <laughs> going to win a championship? It has to be soon. But only our friends from Surly have said, you know what? We are going to put it in the most tasty form possible before I die beer pick it up at the stadium and it's also as we've seen on Twitter from folks it's also in liquor stores now as well so among the delicious flavors from our friends at Surly Brewing before I die is definitely one of them let's clean them out and I mean that in the in the most you know friendly charming way I hear you. let's clean out the cans of before I die at the stadium and in local liquor stores and show us your cans by uh, tweeting your photos at Judd on uh, on social. All right, boys. At Buffalo, week 10 here. This is such a character game. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be incredibly tough. It's it? This game, to me, is going to... Character game. ...is going to very much, by this point, too, because it's at the perfect time, define things. Like, if you get blown out, it's going to be like, oh, boy. If it's a close loss, you'll, you'll be like, okay... And if it's a win, it's impressive. I am going to go with a loss, though. Five and four. Uh, for my money, this is the easily the toughest game on the Vikings schedule. Uh, you're going into a hostile environment. You're playing arguably the AFC favorites in the Buffalo Bills. Um, it could be a statement game. I don't know if I go character game, Judd Zolgad. It could be a statement game for the Vikings if you get a big win in Buffalo. 
Uh, but right now, I, unless the Vikings are just tracking wave and ahead of schedule, and I have them at 6-2 and two going into the game, I still think this is a loss. They drop to the Buffalo Bills. You know, I would love to see. I, I don't expect a win in this game because Buffalo might be the best team in the NFL. Buffalo is a year or two further down the path than you are. You're hoping to sort of emulate where Buffalo's at, where the Rams are at. Correct. Well, what I would like to see here is a shootout-style, dramatic fourth-quarter loss. Kind of like go back to 2018, Kirk's first year, where they went back and forth against the Packers. It was a tie. There was a shootout at one point against the uh, the Sean McVay Rams team that I think went to the Super Bowl that year and lost to the Patriots. So I'd love to see if, if you can get beat like 34-28 to 28 or something. You know, go back and forth with this and team. Just but, Kirk, it, but it is a loss. And Kirk just balls out, man, right? Kirk yep. just completely it, – it's like, dude, that was awesome. That's Maybe my, he throws a – Throws a tight pass to J.J. that gets picked yep. late or something, like whatever. That's my, know, but he throws for 300. My definition of character is right there. Show your character. Not your cans, your character. <laughs> or and, both. You can and then your both. cans after the game. Yeah. Okay, now, now the Vikings are coming back home here after back-to-back road games. That is the uh, – so I guess they do have two back-to-back road game situations because uh, they end the year with back-to-back road games. But they get three straight home games starting with Dallas in Week 11. So for the first time uh, since we started this exercise, I am going to change my prediction from our last schedule guest to this one, okay? So I wow. previously said this was a loss. But you know what? Cowboys, not really sold. Mike McCarthy, Dude. not sold for sure. I like I like <laughs> Dak, but you can definitely, like, if you lost to Cooper Rush last year, like, Let's have some pride. There's been some big changes, right? I'm changing my prediction from a Vikings loss to this time you beat the damn Cowboys at home. How about them Vikings? Okay, Stephen. <laughs> How about <laughs> yeah, them we're gonna Vikings? Get, we're we're going to get Judd on a boat the yeah. next day after the Vikings beat the Cowboys. Just uh, Cowboy kind of cold by then, but great. Yeah. Um, so actually, I had the Vikings drafting this game as well. Even though they're back at home, I can make a case that probably the Vikings' toughest stretch stretches is Week Nine through Week Eleven ish time. They're on the road a lot. Um, they have a short Week Two coming up against the Patriots, which is the game after the Cowboys. I also think by this time, Mike McCarthy is fired. Mm. Uh, mm. I, oh, wow. I, I That's think an early firing. I think uh, well, and they have a tough start. I mean, they, they, there's a very good case they might only win one game in their first four of the season. I think Mike McCarthy's done by this time. You get a rejuvenated Cowboys team. I know it might be Dan Quinn. I still think it's Kellen Moore. I think you have a rejuvenated Cowboys team after firing Mike McCarthy. You drop one at home, six and four. So you okay? So Judd has it as a win. Yeah, you have it as a loss. I have it okay. as a loss. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have it as a win for all the reasons Judd said. I just think I don't. I, I think the Cowboys are competitive, but you know you got the you got the owner coming out. For, they they lost more key pieces than they gained, and you got the owner coming out who's putting Super Bowl expectations on this thing. It's like, you, it's been 25 years. You guys are just trying to will a Super Bowl. You're not You're not that good. <laughs> Zeke Elliott's not the same guy he was a few years ago. They don't have the same res- I do think CeeDee Lamb is a stud, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. he's going to emerge and take another step forward this year. And I think I actually think Dak is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league. But um, I think the Vikings beat the Cowboys here. And a lot of those veterans remember what happened on Sunday night, national TV against Cooper Rush. It was one of the most embarrassing yes. moments of last season. And uh, the Eric Kendricks of the world are going to remember what happened. So I got it as a win. And then a short week 
They get the primetime Thanksgiving slot against the New England Patriots. I don't love the Patriots, but here's my problem. It's a short week. It's O'Connell against his for- former boss, Belichick. Um, I have seen coaches with a lot more experience than KOC go up against Billy Boy, and, and they are tight the entire week. Belichick, like this to me, plays into a into a Belichick type of game. So I've got this as a loss. I just don't I don't think that the stars are aligned correctly playing four days after you, you beat Dallas at home, despite the fact it's still at home. I don't think the stars are aligned for a win here. Um so I've got a loss. The Vikings falling to six and five. I love that the NFL gave the Vikings a home game on Thanksgiving night. Oh, God, yeah. I, I just absolutely love that. I can have Please. a great Thanksgiving day. Uh, and you can maybe, pass out for like three hours and I, then just I wake could up endure, for the game. Oh, yeah, at least a two-hour nap, which will 100% happen, roll over, crack another one, and then at 7 o'clock it's time to play some more football. I have the Vikings winning this game. Um, yes, Bill Belichick, obviously the GOAT, the best coach of all time. Uh, but I think his surrounding things are starting to crumble a little bit. you got Matt Patricia calling plays now. Uh, Mac Jones, I'm not sold on yet either. The Patriots are the Patriots with Bill Belichick, but I don't think they're obviously not as who, who they used to be. I think this is an I think this is a win at home for the Vikings. They go with the seven and four. It's so hard to figure out the Patriots. They always find a way to be somewhat competitive. I think the Vikings find a way to lose this game. I, I, I there's just something about short week. I, I I struggle to see them winning all three of these home games, yeah. and I'm also trying to figure out a way here. It's like. My first instinct is look at all these easy home games. Boy, they're just going to go eight and one or nine and zero at home. Well, they're not going to go nine and zero or eight and one. I don't think at home. So I, part of my philosophy here is I got to find a couple home losses on this schedule. Yes, and uh, this seems like just it's a tough spot. You're coming off of a win potentially against Dallas after playing two road games. It's a short week. Is this a game where like Bill Belichick's defense finds a way to grind out you know a seventeen to fourteen win or something? And he, and he finds a way to fluster Kirk Cousins up the middle. Maybe this is the last hurrah for Garrett Bradbury or something. I don't know, but I have it as a loss. And then you get the Jets' extra three days of rest, Jets at home in Week 13, Judd. This is a win. This is a win. Um, the Jets, I think, I think should be improved, but they are certainly, uh, they're certainly not going to be, in my opinion, good. Uh, if this game was in New Jersey, I might pick the Jets for, the, for an a potential upset there, but I think with this game being again the Vikings' third consecutive home game, and after the loss, and now with extra prep time, I have the Vikings beating the Jets to go to seven and five. Even though uh, I made the case too that it's a tough stretch between weeks nine and twelve, I don't see the Vikings dropping two out of three of the home games in week eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Uh, and the Jets, I, I don't buy it for a minute. I like Zach Wilson. I liked him coming out of college, but I, I think they're still a year, maybe years away from be, returning to contention. Uh, it's a win at home against the Jets. I have it as a win as well. The Jets are terrible. The Vikings have an extra few days. It is uh, it is a get-right home game uh, at noon on CBS, probably, right? CBS. CBS. All right. Hello, friends. Week 14 at Detroit. It's hard to tell what Detroit's going to be like this right. season and what they're going to be like in Week 14, but uh, take a stab, Judd. So if I'm going to play along that uh, the Dan Campbell-led Detroit Lions are going to be an improved team, I still have trouble in Week 3 having them upset the Vikings here. Uh, but I am going to say this is a loss because if Detroit is going to be improved, 
you're now into week 14 at Detroit. Like, if the Lions are ever going to beat you, it's probably there at that point in time. So after uh, taking two of three in a long three-game homestand, the Vikings go to Detroit and they lose that game. Yeah, if it's if it's a toss-up between trying to figure out what they're going to be, I, I I think Detroit's probably in prime position here to get a win at home. I love Man Campbell. Um, I think he I think he's a hilariously awesome head coach for the Lions. He's very much a Lions head coach. Like I don't think that shtick would work a lot uh, in a lot of other cities and, and markets, but it works with Detroit. I think the Vikings drop one. They drop one to Detroit, and they go to eight and uh, eight and five in my schedule. So I've I've done some soul searching here, and I I feel like the entire off season I've I've just assumed they're gonna well they're the, 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 don't sleep on the Lions don't sleep on the Lions the Lions are you know they're gonna be more competitive they beat the Vikings last year they probably should have beat the Vikings twice last year and so I've been the whole the whole time like every time we've picked the schedule I've had them losing to the Lions at some point but you know what the Lions aren't going to be that good mm-hmm. the Lions are one of the worst franchises in professional sports history and Jared Goff is their quarterback still. So, like, we can find ways to justify, well, the Lions might be feisty or the Lions might be better than you think. <laughs> They're still, like, a five-win team. So I've got the Vikings beating the Lions in this game and sweeping the season series. I'm not saying they're going to be blowout games, but I do think mm-hmm. they take care of business twice against the Lions. And that brings us to back-to-back home games here, the last two home games of the season, Week 15 against the Colts. So the, this is the second game since we last picked the schedule, in which I have pivoted and changed. And I do think that the Vikings are going to take advantage of of a home schedule that is uh, at the very least favorable. And I also think that there is going to be a renewed optimism just in the building itself. Like because of Mike last year and the team wasn't that good and the Kirk thing didn't work, it all felt very stale. Like the Cowboys lost. It felt they they almost blew the Steelers game. It felt stale. Um I think we're going to experience with O'Connell and Cousins certainly um, being given what I would call a breath of fresh air. I think we're going to experience a team that's going to be very good at, at home. So I pivoted. I originally called this a loss, but now I think the Vikings beat the Colts. And Matt Ryan in a game where, again, too, the most important thing here is does your defense stay healthy? But if so, I think they fluster Matt, Matty Ice. And I think they beat the Colts. I love love Matt Ryan from five, six years ago. I, I don't love him as much anymore. Uh, also, this game's TBD in terms of a time slot. It, it, there's no time yet for this game. It's December 18th. So I don't know if it's going to be a primetime game. I don't know if it's game of the week. I don't know. I don't know where, where it's going to be flexed to. This is a noon game. But probably, yeah, probably or, should be a noon game. Oh, no! Is it? I have it a win at home, though. Regardless of the time slot, uh, I think the Vikings win against uh, the Matt Ryan-led Colts. They go to 9-5 and five with three games to play. It's a win, and the Vikings are getting hot on my schedule. Three straight wins. Another home victory here. The Colts are very competitive. They will probably be fighting for their playoff lives in a in a deep and contested American football conference. Mm. But the Vikings are also trying to do the same thing in the uh, National Football Conference here. So this is a, a win for the Vikings. And then we get to Week 16, the last home game of the season here against the New York Football Giants. <sighs> All right, I'm probably pressing my luck here again. Um... But Daniel Jones is probably going to start, right? Maybe Jacoby Brissett. I don't know. I just, I can't buy Giants stock. 
I just can't. Like, I can't buy Jet stock. I can't buy G- Giant stock. Um, the Vikings win this game. They are now 9-6. and six. They are now 9 and, and Tyrod Ty- Ty- Taylor is their backup. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, Brissett is okay. with Cleveland. Cleveland. But anyway, the point is, the point is, you know, I'm like trying to look at these home games and think, okay, here comes a curveball, right? Like here comes a here comes a Dallas. And the more I look, I'm just not impressed. Now, by this point in time, which is week 16, things might have changed entirely, but I don't see it. So nine and six, the Vikings win. The Vikings are going to be, in in my estimation, a very very good home team this season. Yeah, it's a win for me. I the I, I don't mind Brian Dayball. I think they're gearing up for next season to draft a quarterback high, and then maybe that changes the trajectory of where the Giants could be, you know, a year years from now. But the Giants are going to be a mess uh, in 2022. It's a win for the Vikings. Yeah, it's a it's a win for me too, which closes out for me a seven and two home schedule. Yeah, and and there's there's definitely ways to to figure them for like eight and one, nine and zero oh is aggressive, but because they're they're gonna they're they're not gonna run the table at home, but. Uh, but I've got them winning this game in seven and two at home, which brings us to the last two weeks of the season. We'll start with at Green Bay, Lambeau Field, January week seventeen, New Year's Day, division on the line with the records that we yeah. have. Yeah, here. Uh, this is a loss. I, I can't, I can't get to a very simple place, and that is a Viking sweep. Like a sweep of the Packers would be unbelievable. Uh, I can't get there. I, I do think that they're going to come out of the gate on Sunday hot and win. So I would say going to play in Green Bay week 17 will be very, very tough. I predict a Vikings loss there. So right now the Vikings are 10 and five heading into Lambeau field in my uh, mock schedule pick here. I think the NFC North is decided in this game at Lambeau field on new year's day and the Vikings beat the Packers and they secure the NFC North. Wow. They wow. Go 11 and 5. Should I write it down? Should I write it down? I think all of these, like the records that we predict, are for sure part of write that down. Yeah. We agree oh, right. on that. The, the record we land right. on here, yes. let's let's put those on write yes. that down for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. if you want to make tomorrow like a division prediction. But yeah, I, th- I think uh, at this point, you're 11 and 5. Um, you're in cruise control. The Packers are probably also obviously breathing down your necks, but I think the division is wrapped up by the time this game finishes and it's the Vikings on top and they win the NFC North for the first time since 2017. So I have this as a loss because I'm with Judd and that I can't, I can't get to a sweep of the Packers quite yet. Can't get there quite yet, but I have them 10 and five going into this game, Mm -hmm. which means I've got them now 10 and six. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that this loss necessarily decides the division. Maybe they both go in 10 and five. Right. You know, Pat, maybe, or or maybe the Vikings are a game up or something. Uh, this would be a split of the season series, and then it comes down to what division record and then conference records. So there's all sorts of tiebreakers in play here. So I think you lose, and then maybe still have a chance at the division in Week 18. So let's get to Week 18 here at the Chicago Bears. This is going to be um, a great game to, to predict because it's going to be a very rare game at Chicago in Week 18 in which the Bears will be playing a warm weather game. And now you're saying, how, how is that possible? Because they're going to be on a golf course mentally in Arizona oh, wow. playing golf. <laughs> this team's going to stink. Like, I, I will be, if the Bears win more than five games, color me absolutely shocked. Uh, the Bears will have checked out so hard by this game 
that they will not give a damn. The Vikings would have to work to lose this game. The Vikings win, and I think it's just a easy win, and the Bears uh, don't care. And that goes, not just the players by this point, that goes to uh, uh, Ryan Poles, their GM. Everybody has bailed by this point. So I have the Vikings finishing a very competitive 10-7. and 7. 10 All and right. 7 for the Vikes. All right. So if the Vikings have the North wrapped up at 11 and 5, they probably don't have the number one locked up. And I, I it, there could be a case that maybe they're playing for the number one, but I think you probably got to be with 13 wins to have it locked up at with the number yeah, one seed, right? I agree. So I, I, I think they probably see as the number one seed is out of reach or it's just not mathematically possible. They have the North wrapped up. They're probably going to be the third, maybe even the second oh. seed. But they rest Nick their Mullins. starters, and it's a Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins game, and the Vikings lose. Because at this point, I don't think the Vikings, it doesn't matter. I think it's a Nick Mullins-led game. The Vikings are gearing up for the wild card weekend. Uh, they finish 11-6 and six in my final schedule prediction. And uh, I have them I have them playing for potentially the, the division still, despite losing to Green Bay in Week 17, that there might be division tiebreakers here. So I have them playing starters against Chicago and winning that game because I have them losing at home to Chicago early in the season, so it's going to be stuck in their minds, and they will win decisively over Chicago in a very cold and windy game. This might be one of those like Dalvin Cook gets twenty nine carries for a buck seventy or something, yeah. just ground and pound that Chicago Bears defense. So I've got them winning and finishing eleven and six on the season. So I'm with Declan on this one. I think they uh, they get to eleven wins. So. 11 and 6, 11 and 6, and 10 and 7. Yep. For the three of us here on Purple Daily. All extremely competitive. Mm hmm. So, I mean, that's. We can talk more about this throughout the week, but that would be a pretty wildly successful first season for Kevin O'Connell, right? Take over something that literally hasn't been above 500 in a thousand days. Yep. And, and, and move it forward into double digit wins or 11 wins and maybe even a division title. Mm-hmm. Right, and then maybe another step possible in 2023. Yeah, I mean that's there great, and I, I think I have them with, if I'm not mistaken, one home loss the entire year. Wow, so you have them eight and one at home, but yeah. but two and what would it be a uh, two and six neutral site or road? Yes, and that's kind of how the schedule works out too. It's like they have Philadelphia might win the division road game, Buffalo road game, Green like there's some really tough road games on the schedule. New Orleans is a neutral site. Um, it's it's hard not to get them to like six, seven, eight home wins. It really right. is. I had an event line guest on a few weeks ago, and he kind of brought up the fact that all right, if the Vikings can win seven games at home, they take seven and nine. Can you find four road wins, hmm. which then obviously would get them right to the to the eleven win mark? So it's kind of reminds me of when 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 I was in school and I knew I had to get this grade on the final to get this final grade, right? So I'm going to study this amount because if I get in this percentile, I'm going to be a okay. Um, I, I, it's kind of similar to what the Vikings are trying to do here, that they, if they can get to seven home wins, can you piecemeal four road wins somewhere on the schedule? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and when you think about it that way, it's like, okay, so, all right, you got at Detroit, at Chicago, you're going to be favored in those games. You should be favored probably at Washington, so there's there's a way to piecemeal that too. Very interesting. Uh, we Before the show wraps, we, we should get to what are people saying about the Vikings because a very prominent national NFL writer is very high on the Vikings uh-huh. with a write-up here. But uh, it's been a year that Judd has been uh, working with Livia. The first part of that year was losing a bunch of weight. The second part was keeping it off, and 
He looks like a new man for this 2022 football season. It's worked great. And and look, it's worked so, so well that I have friends and family joining as well. Don joined 16 pounds down. Chris Ron, the man who who sold the original um, um, spot for this uh, show, came to me and said, I'm going to, to join too. His first week down six plus pounds. Livia works. And right now, a new offer, eight weeks for free. Eight weeks for free. That's right. Imagine the ability, how much weight can be dropped in those first eight weeks. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Check it out now. That is your first step towards all of those clothes starting to fit great. And again, as Phil said, the most important thing is you don't just drop the weight, but you keep the weight off. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So their corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making. And they apply all of this to your business when you partner with Federated. Find out how Federated has been helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources over 100-plus years of experience. FederatedInsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. What are people saying about the Vikings? So Peter King's NFL preview just dropped here in the last couple of days on uh, Football Morning in America. Part of I think it's part of the Pro Football Talk platform now. Mm-hmm. And here are his NFC playoff teams. He's actually really high on the Saints. He has the Saints as the number one seed in the NFC, 12-5. and five. He says uh, the Saints have beaten Tom Brady's Bucks in all four regular season meetings the last two years, and none of the four has been a one-score game. So in the division, they have that advantage. He's got the Packers at 12-5, and five, winning the division, mm-hmm. and then the Eagles winning the NFC East at 11-6, and six, the Rams winning the NFC West at 10-7, and seven, and then his three wildcard teams are the 11 and 6 Minnesota Vikings as the 5 seed is this the year Eric Kendricks finally gets credit for being a top 5 NFL linebacker is what he poses here hmm. uh the buccaneers at 10 and 7 as a wild card team and then the San Francisco 49ers at 10 and 7 also as a wild card team in the playoffs he has the vikings losing to the rams in the wild card round hmm. so so 11 and 6 but then having Ooh. to go on the road to Los AFC Angeles against the mentor. That would be a fun matchup. That would be great. It? Yeah. And then Sean McVay says, I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. Yeah, exactly. And the Rams right. wind up We're going to run jet motion orbit right up your keister. Um, and then he's got in the Super Bowl, he's got the Bills beating the Packers specifically 30 to 23. So he's got the Packers despite having no wide receivers going to the, to the Super Bowl. Um, For Offensive Player of the Year, he's got Justin Jefferson third behind Jonathan Taylor and Josh Allen. And then there's a separate write-up here from Peter King about the Vikings specifically. A new day in Minnesota. It was shocking to see the new boom of uh, GM Kwesi Dofamensa, sorry, broom sweep so clean in the building this roster. Seven of predecessor Rick Spielman's 11 draft picks from 2021 are gone, including three third-round picks, and presumptive strong quarterback prospect Kellen Mond. Mond was picked one slot ahead of Davis Mills. Mond's history and Mills might... Uh, I'm just going to skip past this part. Uh, in addition, 12 other players on Spielman's 
2021 roster were let go by the new regime. But if the Vikings enter the season with Kirk Cousins, Christian Derrissaw, and the top six skill position players, and he lists them all, imported by Spielman. So there is something to be said for the previous regime's acumen for building playoff contending offensive pieces. One GM on the Vikings purged to me last week said, quote, no team has had more draft picks than Minnesota in recent years, and now way more than half of them are gone. They're putting a lot of trust in Quasi over there. So, <laughs> so, so Peter King is generally high on Quasi and what the Vikings are building here, having them at 11-6. and six. I cannot in yeah. any way, shape, or form get the Packers to the Super Bowl. I can't do that. I mean, their defense still has a lot of good pieces, it, and if Bakhtiari is back, there's... It does. The core but of that team is still very, very strong. It does, but they have shown us. I, I mean, I think Lafleur, if I'm not mistaken, is 13 and three, three consecutive years, and they find a way not to go. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely just, failed in the play. I think people are too quick to write them off and say, "Oh, Devonta Adams is gone." I'm not. De- going I'm not to going garbage. to do that. I'm just saying, as far as the representative from this conference to the Super Bowl, I struggle with that. No, I, I don't. I think they'll be good. I just don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Well, later in the week, we can do our, our, we can all make our, you know, 14 playoff team predictions and Super Bowl and stuff like that. Uh, but the NFC is, there's not really, the Rams, until proven otherwise, the Rams are the team to beat. I love the West. But I do love the West. Yeah. With uh, San Francisco. I love San Francisco. But, th- but again, San Francisco is starting a quarterback who's never, barely, he's barely played in college, for God's sake. True. Well, but they got so, a backup now who they can plug back in. <laughs> Super weird. I, I think they might do exactly that, too. So there it is. That's uh, that's what we got for you. We got the Vikings at either 10 or 11 wins, depending on which hooligan on this show you believe. Very positive for me. You can't win a Super Bowl unless you get to double-digit wins, it would seem. There's been a couple examples, but uh, the first step is dominating the regular season. So, All right, that's, uh, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Tomorrow, our write-that-down predictions and accountability session, state of the offense on Thursday. And uh, be sure to check out Vikings Ventline right after the Vikings Packers game ends on the Purple Daily YouTube channel.